You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a show all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Hello, my lovely friends. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been quite a while. I took a break right before the holidays which I was planning on doing anyways, but it became even more imperative to dip, to take a break because my father-in-law passed away unexpectedly. If you follow me on social media, you might have seen uh, a post or a story that I had done about that. So basically, he went in for a routine procedure that should have been in and out that day. He had already planned to play golf with his friends in a couple days, but instead he ended up uh, passing away. It was supposed to be a very simple ablation procedure, but as they were finishing up, they accidentally hit his heart and put a hole in his heart. He lost all of his blood, uh, most of it, and they had to give him 36 different transfusions um I guess it's you know 36 bags or whatnot um and in two days he passed away from all of that trauma on his body and his organs uh failed um began to fail and anyways so it was quite a shock for uh my husband and me and his family so um I took a break but yeah Uh, Medical malpractice, medical error, is the third leading cause of death. And I was well aware of that figure, but I had never experienced it personally. I've heard lots of stories. My brother actually works on these big cases, and I've heard some really crazy tales of complete neglect by doctors, uh, hospitals, I mean, you know, you name it, but... And I have always been astounded by the stories that he tells me and the cases that he's working on. Um, But now we are sadly experiencing it personally. Um, So yeah, 250,000 lives are lost annually uh, due to medical malpractice. This is just, of course, in the United States. And that's just really unfathomable when you... When you think of, okay, number one is heart disease, number two is cancer, and then three is medical malpractice. Literally people going in thinking, you know, that they're in good hands. And of course, I'm not saying, I'm not going to throw everything out. You know, I always say this. I don't think that we have to get rid of (laughs) allopathic medicine um, entirely, of course. But... The thing is, it is not the answer for a lot of different things. Now, in this case, I I don't I think that he needed that procedure um for his particular ailment, but you know, it's 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 an ongoing thing that everybody knows that doctors and nurses are overworked. Uh their hours are insane. <laughs> and that has become the norm and is accepted, but we all know that we don't function at our best when we have been when we have been deprived of sleep, you know, or proper nutrition and all of these things. And 
and I'm not saying that that necessarily is what happened in this case. I do think a lot of times with these simple procedures that doctors do get, you know, maybe a little lax because they are so confident um, and overly confident. But either way, it's absolutely horrific. And anyone who has experienced medical error, medical malpractice, you know, maybe it's, I mean, a lot of times it's being given the wrong drugs or and or drugs in general uh, causing death. And, and it's just, it's a horrible, a horrible feeling to think that this person should be here, but because of somebody making a wrong move, uh, a tiny, you know, little slip of the hand, even a millimeter, of course, like is basically life or death. And, uh, it's, it's crazy. So when I'm back, I'm back planning all kinds of excellent guests. Uh, I'm really excited about that. I'm feeling excited that winter is coming to the tail end. Hopefully fingers crossed. We are almost in the middle of February. (laughs) So, uh, when we do have these warm, sunny days, I, freak out basically it's I mean I, I totally have seasonal affective disorder I am somebody had said on social media the other day and was like yeah I am I'm solar powered and I was like oh my gosh that's totally me I I never thought about it like that but I am basically like solar panels you know I live off of the sun like I am nourished by the sun my soul is nourished my body is nourished everything is just better when it's sunny. I mean, and honestly, I mean, I love the heat and the warmth, but even if it's just even a cold day, if it's sunny, it makes all the difference. So I did just share some really sad news about my father-in-law, but I do have some really, 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 really great news. Like crazy, crazy great news. So my husband has a blood disorder called ITP. Uh, they don't actually call it ITP as much anymore as they just call it uh, thrombocytopenia. Um, so it used to be called idiopathic thrombocytopenia. And they have now changed that title. It still is ITP. It's still, uh, the alliteration is still ITP, but it is now considered immune thrombo- thrombo- thrombocytopenia. Uh, it's a tongue twister. Um, so my husband has had that since he was 12 years old. Um, he had gotten the MMR vaccine and was diagnosed with ITP soon after. There is a lot of literature and research showing that the MMR vaccine can cause ITP. So we're pretty much 99% sure that that is what triggered his ITP. But essentially, ITP is when you have very low levels of blood platelets. And from this, you can have uh, excessive bruising or you bruise easily in general. You can have bleeding problems, of course. And if you got if your if your platelets are extremely low and you get in a wreck or you get hurt, then I mean, essentially, you could bleed out because you will not clot. Um and for the most part, his ITP had been 
essentially, I, I suppose, stable. There have been times since I have known him where sometimes he does have these, um, they're just like random bruises that just appear. It's not like he hit anything or whatnot. Uh, and at that point, we usually are like, oh, well, you know, your, your platelets must be pretty low. But this past year, his platelets were almost deathly low. <laughs> so basically, he and I last year just had, I mean, health-wise, I don't, I mean, it was all the things, right? Lockdown, the stress of all the things that have been going on, <laughs> the lies, the control, the government, the people, everything emotionally obviously had an effect on us. And 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 we and our, and our health failed because of that. And so his platelets were in the teens. A normal person's platelets, mine or yours, if you do not have ITB, are between 150,000 to 450,000. And my husband's were in the teens. So like 11,000. Like he got it checked and it was 11,000. We had just gone to, um, what are the, those like, I forgot what it's called, but it's just a place where you can get blood work done. Um, it's not connected to a hospital or anything like that. So we, we were just like, oh, we need to go check some random things. Right. Um, and we found out that it was so low. So he started going to a hematologist and tried all kinds of different things. And he did go the allopathic route and tried several different drugs. Uh, one of them being a biologic, which is essentially like it is chemotherapy. So he would have to go and get these infusions at the cancer place, <laughs> cancer uh, facility where, you know, other people around him were getting chemotherapy, uh, sadly. And so he tried all of these different things. Uh, he tried steroids, prednisone. The only thing that 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 actually got them up, and it was only to like forty thousand, was prednisone. But it was short lived. It went up, and then it drastically fell down again. So, so yeah, he tried three or four different things that the doctor could offer him from the allopathic world, and none of them worked. Not a single freaking thing. So. At some point, he was like, I'm not doing any of this anymore. Um, and his doctor was like, well, I obviously have to tell you that, you know, I don't approve. I mean, he has to say that, right? Um, so Derek was like, I'm going to try these other things. So his sister, his twin, had found out about these Ayurvedic doctors in India and had used them for an issue that she had. She had incredible results. That also nothing else could fix. No allopathic doctor could give her any answers or fix her. And she contacted these Indian doctors. They uh, prescribed her with um, some different types of herbs, Indian herbs, Ayurvedic herbs, and a certain type of uh, lifestyle and diet. So it's not just herbs. But she had amazing results. So she told Derek, she was like, I think you should contact these people. Like, what do you have to lose? I mean, it was just to have the conference call was only like $40, right? I mean, you have to buy the herbs, but the call with them was 40 bucks. So they are 10 and a half hours ahead of us. Uh, so when you're scheduling your appointment with them, it ha it's either at, you know, midnight or one o'clock at night, 
or at like 6.30 in the morning. So he WhatsApped them and they talked for like 20 minutes. He told them, you know, what he was dealing with, um, when he, all of his background, his history. Uh, and they told him not to worry that this is totally curable. They literally said that word and prescribed him certain herbs and certain foods to avoid and to incorporate and things like that. And background is also ITP apparently is extremely common in India. There is a certain virus in India that is prevalent, not just because they have billions of people, but per capita, it is substantially higher in India than in other countries. So they are very familiar with ITP. They deal with it a lot. Uh, and they have healed a lot of a lot of people with ITP. So so he ordered these herbs from India. They came straight from India. And he started this protocol, this Ayurvedic protocol. And within a few weeks... Uh, he had his blood, well, so he had his blood work done two weeks after he had started the herbs, or maybe it was a week after, either way. Um, it was just a week or so, or a week to two weeks, and he had his blood work done. Well, they hadn't, they were 25,000. So previously when he had had them done, they were 15. So he didn't want to get his hopes up too much because he was like, well, that could just be a coincidence. You know, I want to see some more data <laughs> to confirm if this is working or not. So he goes back. A week, a week or two after that, I guess it was two weeks after, and his platelets were 90,000. 90. He has not had platelets 90,000 since he was a kid before he was diagnosed. There was no drug. There has been no allopathic pharmaceutical. There has been no, nothing. Nothing else has done anything to that degree. Before his results had even come in, he got a message on the, you know, health portal or whatever from his doctor saying, what in the world have you done? Did you take steroids? Did you get some type of transfusion? He was blown. His doctor was blown away. So, of course, he res Derek responded and said, you know, no, I haven't done any of that. I have actually been you know, working with an Indian doctor and doing this Ayurvedic protocol. Uh, and his doctor responded back and was like, are you sure you didn't take some type of transfusion? I don't understand. What kind of herbs? Like, please send me a list. So Derek sent him a list of the herbs so that the doctor could see if there was any, uh, you know, research on it. But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you and I both know, is a pharmaceutical industry going to do some big study on this? There's no funding for studies that heal people inexpensively. There's just not because there's no money in it. There's no money in healing people. There's no money in healing people with plants <laughs> or herbs or anything that is not patentable. You know, I say this all the time that you can't patent nature and it's true um they only want to create pharmaceuticals that are derived from petroleum and oil and synthetic chemicals so don't expect a big study to come out uh you know 
revealing how beneficial Ayurvedic herbs are. And that's not to say that they don't exist. It's just if they do exist or wherever they are, they're going to be brushed under the rug and they're not, they're, they're never going to be promoted by big pharma. So when he called me, he was like teary-eyed, you know, like so excited. I thought something terrible had happened, of course, because I could hear it in his voice. But then obviously he explained that it was good news and those were happy tears. But this is just, it's just absolutely incredible. And we're blown away. And it just goes to show you like, you know, these, these different treatments and these different uh, you know, traditions that have been around for thousands of years, like thousands. That's pretty crazy, right? Like what lasts thousands of years, you know? AOL only lasted like a decade or something, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, just nothing lasts that long other than things that work. And I just, you know, we're we're obviously hopeful that it's going to continue. But either way, I mean... You know, the fact that they even got to that is just, it's, it's absolutely just mind blowing. And we're so excited. Um, he's going to get his blood work done again in a few weeks. Um, he did have to order some more herbs and he was out for a little while, but, uh, essentially the doctor, you know, will wean him off of a good portion of the herbs. Um, but I think he'll probably recommend for him to take certain ones, maybe forever. I don't know. But either way, it's better than taking a pharmaceutical forever. Um, and certainly his diet uh, makes a difference. And, you know, of course, he, he ate really healthy before. But there were certain things that he was doing that are bad for his dosha. I think I talked, we talked a little bit about Ayurveda and doshas in an earlier episode with my friend Carly you should check that out if you're interested in learning more about Ayurveda. So the word Ayurveda, which is a Sanskrit term, translates to knowledge of life. And I'm just going to read you a little bit from the uh, National Ayurvedic Medical Association website. And it says, the principles of this ancient wisdom remind us that the entire web of life is intricately interwoven. With a unique emphasis on total wellness, the art and science of Ayurveda work to harmonize our internal and external worlds. Our five senses serve as the portals between the internal and external realms. As the five great elements of ether, air, fire, water, and earth dance the dance of creation around and with us in us. Ayurveda groups these five elements into three basic types of energy and functional principles that are present in everybody and everything. Since there are no single words in English to describe these principles, we use the Sanskrit words vata, pitta, and kapha to describe their combinations. Everything that we experience, be it a physical substance, a thought, or emotion, has certain qualities. The ancient texts of Ayurveda classify these qualities, called gunas in Sanskrit, into 10 pairs of opposites, making 20 qualities total. For example, heavy versus light. Theoretically, everything in the universe can be described in terms of these gunas, or qualities, including the doshas. The foundation of Ayurvedic treatment relies upon recognizing when gunas have become excessive or deficient, as this is known to cause doshic imbalance and lead to disease. Ayurveda applies the opposite qualities to return the balance. 
it goes on to explain a little bit more about that. But essentially, Derek's dosha has been imbalanced. So there are certain foods and certain herbs that help balance it. Whether it is, you know, the person has too much fire and they need to kind of cool off uh, their body, cool off that fire in their body or vice versa. It just depends on what your dosha is and what your disease is. But it is fascinating. And like I said, it's been around for thousands of years. So there's obviously something to it. It is very difficult to become an Ayurvedic doctor. Um, They have about seven years of education. uh, So similar to Western medicine. But, you know, they are learning not about pharmaceutical drugs, but about the herbs and, and how the body works and with the different herbs and lifestyle and, and all the things. So it is really neat. Um, I will add that his his platelets have fluctuated the past few weeks. Um, they have gone down, unfortunately, but he did run out of his herbs. So we are anticipating them to go back up. His doctor was very uh, optimistic and said that this is this often happens regardless whether it, he had run out, that there is, a lot of times is a period of fluctuation. But I will keep you updated. Um, like I said, it's very exciting news. And I mean, either way, just to see those numbers at that level that he hasn't seen in decades, you know, obviously gave him a lot of hope. And you know, at the end of the day, I feel like that's what we all need is hope, <laughs> hope and faith that that we can heal and that we can overcome, you know, these obstacles that that um, that plague our society. You know, there's so many different autoimmune diseases and so many different diseases and ailments that are growing rapidly because of the things we're doing, the things we're injecting, the things we're eating, breathing, living, stress, all of the things compound and are making us very, very sick. And uh, if we can have some hope that we can be relieved from these things, even if they don't necessarily go away, uh, if we can just be in a place where we don't have to rely on pharmaceuticals, which of course have all of these side effects. And, you know, these Ayurvedic herbs have no side effects, So I'd like to add that there are no side effects with trying, you know, a more holistic or, um, you know, plant medicine route because there's nothing bad that can happen as as opposed to when you take pharmaceutical drug. I mean, you're running that risk of having an adverse reaction or, you know, getting some other type of disease or some other type of issue from the pharmaceutical chemicals and then you have to take some other type of drug and it becomes this vicious cycle and as I always say I mean there is a time and place for these things I'm not saying that you know if it's a life or death situation then by all means I would say (laughs) to take the drugs and then you can try to heal your body you know after you've gotten into a better place but I'd also like to disclose this is not medical advice you know we all have say that at some point when we're talking about this type of subject because somehow or another somebody will try to find a way to sue you or something. So this is not medical advice. These are, This is just experience from my husband and me and I always implore 
everyone to do their own research no matter what. Talk to whatever type of healing practitioner you work with, you know, if it's something for you. And that is my story today. So just a little tidbit of what's been going on. Uh, I look forward to the next couple months of the podcast. I have a lot of really interesting guests lined up. Um, I'm going to be talking about hyperbaric oxygen chambers soon, also about salt therapy. I had recorded an episode uh, with a friend of mine who owns a salt cave, so that episode will be coming out next week. And I'll also be talking about a really interesting subject soon about (laughs) the rebranding of GMOs. Yes, it's basically like a whole marketing ploy by the agriculture business and uh, instead of calling them GMOs, they are now going to be caught labeled as bioengineered, which is of course going to confuse people and it's really just a marketing ploy to make it uh, not seem as bad as they actually are. So uh, that episode will be coming out. So stay tuned and thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for following along. And until next time, my lovely friends, peace and plants. Bye.